I'm your host, Kevin Selden, and this is the DILF Podcast, as in dad, I'd like to friend. Now, when quarantine first hit, I made the choice to can any of the episodes I had previously recorded in order to focus on creating new content, because I didn't think it made sense to release episodes that didn't mention corona or address the massive lifestyle changes that quarantine brought. However, as of late, I feel like we could all use a break from the obsessive news cycle and every human and brand in the world attempting to find a way to integrate this pandemic into the conversation. So I've chosen to release an episode recorded pre-quarantine. It's the first in our Dads of Instagram series, focusing on conversations with dadfluencers, basically influencers who happen to be dads, who've come into the public eye through the lens of their personal family life. And although it does reference a few situations that we are not presently able to enjoy, I do feel it also explores topics that are extremely relevant to each of us now and for the foreseeable future of life as parents. So please use your imagination when we reference things like attending a class in person with other people or taking a much needed vacation with family outside of our living room. In short, the following episode is about a simpler time for all of us, one that I think many of us didn't truly appreciate while we were living in it. So today my guest is a former geologist who took time off to be with his kids and found a new passion as a multimedia artist. Now, David, your story is interesting to me, uh, not just because you have found a passion that you are excessively good at. I mean, you're your stuff is really <laughs> visually incredible. And you can see some of David's stuff on Instagram. Life underscore with underscore Benjamin. Benjamin being your son. Yeah, I could have made it more user friendly, but I mean, I wasn't thinking back then. I just wanted to make pictures, not be discovered so much. I love that. So similar to my story, for those of you that have listened to uh, the first podcast episode, David took time off to be with his kids. Well, his wife went back to work doing that role reversal that is actually becoming more and more common, but yet, interestingly enough, much of society does not understand yet. And, uh, and he discovered this new passion in which his family is a big piece of the puzzle. So tell us a little about that. Yeah, when I took time off to be with Benjamin, I slowly started to get into photos and video which I think a lot of parents do when they have a child, they get really interested in, you know, capturing those special moments. And I just try and capture some of the funny moments or funny circumstances that anybody who's been home with a child will certainly understand, you know, the, the mittens battles or the boots battles or trying to grocery shop with a child. I mean, parents would get it. So I just try and be as creative as I can to show the struggle told from a father and just kind of visually show it in an interesting way. Now, how old are the kids now? Benjamin, who just turned four, my son, and Eva, who's going to be one on March 23rd. So you've been doing this since Benjamin was born. 
So I started when he was about 15 months, 18 months old. That makes sense because I don't know how you would find the time under one for the Photoshop <laughs> or the energy. I mean, under one is a tough time. Yeah, I mean, now with two, it's it's a heck of a lot harder to find, you know, time to piece these together. Now, the thing that I have struggled with just with launching this podcast and having my family be a big part of it is the reality of here I am. I'm going to discuss um, my love for my son and my passion for fatherhood, and yet it's a morning where my son was really flipping tough and like I'm, and, and he threw yogurt in my face and I love him, you know, more than anything, but yet I now have an episode where I yeah. need to discuss something and, you know, and luckily this is a podcast that's raw and honest, so I can kind of discuss that stuff, but it is, right. you know, I don't want to fake it. And yet you have to delve deep and, you can't really push those those very private feelings that everyone has with their family aside when right. your family is such an integral part for something like this podcast. Yeah. And similarly for you, you know, your family are the subjects of almost right. all of your pieces. So tell us about that. I mean, I I completely agree with you. It is difficult when you're telling stories about your family and you kind of have your own agenda of how things are going to go and then you run into you know your maybe your wife has different plans for a day that you really hope to do something or your children are just completely grumpy to be honest with you I always try my best to just kind of remember that I'm a dad first and a family person first so I think a lot of the times you know, putting out another post, whether you're a podcaster or a YouTuber or on Instagram, best practices is just to hammer out as much content as possible to stay on the radar of everyone. But as times have gone by and there's been more and more tough days with a second child or a grumpy three-year-old, I guess I've just, you know, let some of that hardcore content production fall by the wayside. So i for the most part, you know, I won't push it. But it's still, like you mentioned, it's also the energy. I mean, you need to be in a good place. And if you're just physically exhausted or emotionally irritated, you know, with we're, we're all human. You know, yeah. you get irritated with your family. It's just a fact. Anyone yeah. who says they never do, I question your relationship <laughs> and I'm worried about how real you are with your family, you yeah. know. And then to sit there and be staring at pictures of them, you know, and Photoshopping them. You know, at the end of the day, I have no doubt that the love is always there, but it's got to be, it's got to be hard. And for you in particular, because I'm not asking my son, who is 17 months, to sit down quietly at the mic and stand still, you know, which yeah. I feel like you would have to do a lot. Yeah, well, I mean, for the most part, because Benjamin and I have been taking photos for so long together, I'm not springing it on him, even when we're at like a family picnic and they say okay let's get like a a picture together because it's been a part of his life that we take photos together he will just go up to the front and you know stand in the line and smile and be like okay are we done and now that brings up something really interesting to me because i i feel like i'm i'm a charismatic individual i feel like wyatt my son um is as well he 
the other day we were in this class and they started singing and instead of sitting down and singing with everyone, he decided to stand up in the center of the circle and gave this look like they were all singing to him, <laughs> which was, I didn't know how to respond. And embarrassingly, I feel like I'm sure I did that as a child. But I feel like one thing that terrifies me is when a camera comes out, he could be in the worst mood. He just screamed. And then a camera comes out and all of a sudden, this smile comes on his face. Yeah. And the second the camera goes away, it goes away. He is under two and he knows how to pose and put on that fake face for the camera. Like right. he's Instagram ready. And that yeah. is terrifying to me. Is that something that concerns you at all? I mean, yeah, because Instagram is just, it's a plague, like the perfection look that everyone goes for, you know, for the most part, you know, I'm just trying to recreate situational type stuff, not, necessarily like i'm in the i have a perfect life you know i've made posts to specifically illustrate the fact that you know i don't i don't i live like a normal life just like everyone else oh that's true your work in particular does an amazing job at showing the chaos of of parenthood and modern fatherhood which right. is one of the reasons uh you excited me as a possible guest and you always accompany your artwork with kind of a, a caption or story that is so real and true and not trying to pretend. But what I'm talking about is even less about the you and I attempting to make everyone believe that everything's perfect, because I don't think that's who we are. Right. But yet still, in taking photos of them, we're kind of training them how to put it on. And in essence, it's a necessary evil I don't know if it's necessary, but it's an evil of the modern world that you and I did not invent, that um, that life stops for for media. You know what I mean? Like yeah. they, they are living so much through wow. multimedia and not necessarily in real life as much. Right. Yeah. I mean, to be honest with you, it is it is kind of terrifying to think about just I guess media in general which is kind of a new thing I mean growing up I didn't there's like you know a total of 80 pictures of me total from my childhood whereas opposed to you know with high burst function on my camera I can you know rattle off 80 photos in a matter of a few seconds and I wonder which is better I wonder if it's better for the childhoods where you you have nothing but your memories you know, in those mental snapshots? Or is it just spectacular for generations and generations from now to be able to see their great-great-grandpa, who right now is only 17 months, right. and see that whole upbringing? And it is exciting and terrifying. And I don't know where we should land as parents with regards to it. I mean, that's a great point because, to be honest with you, I've I've come full circle because I've been to... I've been on trips in my younger years to say Paris and go to the Louvre and refuse to take a picture because I solely didn't want to lose out on that experience. And I, I wanted to forget the things that I saw there for the sole purpose that if I return, I won't just look at pictures of it. I will experience it again in a different mindset. So, but I mean, with children, that's not an option. They're not a museum to visit. It's one thing when I'm creating pictures that I want to illustrate a certain point, like the struggles, the shirt pulling, that my life's not perfect. 
I guess, in a sense, those are choreographed moments for Instagram to illustrate a point that I'm trying to create. And in that sense, I kind of bucket that in a, you know, kind of an artistic expression type photo. But in the same sense, I do take like hundreds of photos that are more candid, just trying to capture the moments, you know, the family moments, the ones that aren't choreographed when the grandparents are around or extended family, those, you know, more paparazzi style moments, because I do love taking photos and I, I genuinely do love to capture those loving moments between family members or my wife and my children. Yeah. And how is, is that hard never being in the photos? I mean, in the candid moments, I mean, because you're taking them. Yeah, it is. But I mean, like you kind of said at the beginning, from leaving the corporate geology worlds and being a stay-at-home dad, I found a true passion that I have for that style of work. I mean, I, I grew up doing math and science. I took, you know, a science degree at school and kind of almost scoffed at the idea of the arts. And what I really truly discovered even while I was working is I like thinking up the unimaginable, even my ideas were, what if we could do that? Or, you know, how could we do that? And imagining things from different industries and trying to be as creative as possible. And what it was, was just the artistic side of me wanting to think creatively. And, and I mean, I found a real outlet for doing that in photography, not to say that I'm the you know, greatest photographer, greatest videographer, not by any means. I know, that's your Canadian modesty. But I will say that your work and what you just said is such an amazing, you're such an amazing role model to your kid and and to so many for the fact that you were able to find that passion in the arts and uh, and open your mind at a later stage of life. Yeah. You know, um, instead of keeping your mind closed and, and when you were, raised to believe or when you personally just did not see the power of it in youth. I, and I feel like in summary to what we were saying earlier, what I always talk about with my wife is I don't mind taking photos to capture moments. I don't love it always because it, it does feel like we're stopping the moment to capture it. Yeah. But what I don't like is when we're taking it for Instagram. Right. You know, when we're taking it to post it, it that's when it starts to feel like uh, there's pressure on it and our kid needs to be even better looking, you know, and we need to add filters after. That's when it starts to feel icky. And I feel yeah. that line is getting so blurred and scary. But what I do love about your work is you're oftentimes, it feels like recapturing moments that happened instead of taking away from that moment as it occurred yeah you're recreating often i am recreating and i i totally get what you're saying it's hard to when a camera comes out or a video camera and i mean you see this all the time you know people interviewed on the news or whatever there's just a weird pressure when the camera's out to look a certain way or portray yourself a certain way but and you know, like the pressure is always there but i i do try to just you know not let it creep in because there's, you know, in, in the kind of niche category parenting that I'd be in, I mean, we could be going all out and shopping for matching outfits or, 
right. you know, which is, I don't know, something I've just always not really wanted to do. And I love what you said earlier. I've run Instagram accounts for a number of brands and I have not ever wanted to really do a lot of social for myself. And I launched an Instagram account specifically because of the podcast, because I needed to. And I feel it felt like it was the best medium of all of them. I don't really believe right. in being on 60 of them at the same time. <laughs> and, and I, you know, my kid had an ear infection and I didn't post for a while, you know, and I didn't post an episode. And I feel like if you're going to be creating art around your family, I'm shocked when the art becomes more important than your family. And I think we see this so much with a lot of um, people who make their family their, their focus of their work. Right. Uh, I really like what you said earlier about how the family still needs to be the most important thing. Yeah. And I mean, even while I'm on vacation, I mean, I'm down to just bare minimum pushing off everything because I mean, it's, I don't, I don't really want to, you know, overly fill up this time with have tos, right? Just right. it would be nice here and there when I do have time work in the evenings. But I mean, I have to, at the end of the day, I'm sure you feel the same way with, you know, building up your podcast and everything. This, it's not work to me. Like I genuinely, if I have a free minute, I want to take another photo or I want to learn something new about Adobe After Effects or Adobe Photoshop. It's just a true passion that keeps me going forward. So when I have these moments in, you know, fatherhood that I think, oh, this would be an interesting idea to talk about, like I'm excited, just excited to think up a way to creatively tell that, that maybe, you know, somebody hasn't seen or just share my experience for other, for other dads to read, or even just, you know, moms to read, to know that, you know, dads are thinking about this stuff also. Yeah. I mean, I'd like to say that I am completely in line with you. I feel vulnerably and honestly that as the podcast has gained some momentum, I mean, we haven't even released very many episodes, but when it started to break onto the iTunes charts and get more attention, I think because I come from a marketing background, my brain started to go in that place. And my wife had to kind of sit me down and say, remember, your passion for the content is more important than the marketing strategy and, and right. you know, keeping things building and building that momentum because right. that will creep into my brain and kind of poison everything else. I a hundred percent agree with you because all these like platforms to share your ideas or share your artwork at the end of the day, they are platforms which inherently have an algorithm and an algorithm is always something which is, you know, people are going to attempt to game it and there's always a game to be learned from it and a game to be played. Yeah. And I 100% agree. It's easy to get heading in that path where you want to you want to oh, all of a sudden make specific content because you know it's going to be algorithm friendly. Right. Or you want to do certain things because you know it's going to be algorithm friendly. But and I've caught myself on numerous times going down that path. But I always try to stop and ground myself and remember it's just like one. I'm a dad first. I don't want to put anything. I'm doing ahead of my family and two, I genuinely enjoy making the photos I make. I make them the way I like them, you know, most of the time, sometimes yeah. I'm kind of cornered into making something that's not hundred percent what I would do, but 
for the most part, I try and tell the stories I want to tell and I make the photos that I want to make that capture my current skill level or my current thought process, the current colors I enjoy. You know, I try and ground myself in that basis because at the end of the day, moving forward, that's representation of you. So I try and do the best that I would want to do at that time. I love that. Now, you are doing something right now, which I think is another great um, example for your son. And you are in Mexico right now with the family. Right. And uh, kind of a vacation, but you're still working. I mean, you're talking to me right now and your wife is working as well. So talk to me about that. What what made you leave Canada for Mexico for a short period? My wife is currently on maternity leave. Um, So in Canada, we get uh, 18 months maternity leave. Spectacular. Oh, yeah. actually, didn't you tell me it was per, it was parental leave and you could split it however you want? Right. It is parental leave and you can split it however you'd like. So my wife is off during this time and Benjamin just turned four. Kindergarten starts at age five. So when, you know, we were having our second child, Eva, we thought, when are we really going to have an opportunity to just kind of get away for a bit? And us being from Canada, we do have quite quite brutal winters. So we thought, you know, why not just try and get away for this time and do something else? Because before you know it, our kids will be in school and my wife will be in back in work and we'll be back to, you know, your your day-to-day life. So we just thought, just just do it. I love that. I think so many people come up with the reasons as to why they can't, you know? And I feel like it. a lot of times even just it's easier with kid number two, I'm sure, than one. But we make these excuses as to why we have to lock ourselves in. Or, and then the opportunity passes. Oh, well, if I had that freedom, I feel like we could all kind of find that freedom if we make it a priority. Right. I mean, if you're at home with a child, or at least when I'm at home with a child, and it's there's a certain comfort I feel in the routine and the predictability, but at the end of the day, you know, the, the weeks, the days are long and the weeks fly by and the months fly by because you're kind of in that, your routine, which it's, there's a lot of comfort in the routine and knowing, you know, how things are going to play out day to day. It's just easier on your emotional well-being and your mental well-being to just kind of rely on the routine to help you get from day to day. I hit a certain age and all of a sudden it felt like, you know, from 25 to I'm 37 now, that time is just flown by so i started doing a lot of reading about you know why why does that feel like it and it was the routine in and itself that kind of you know if you don't have any kind of large mental checkpoints to say i did this at this time or you know to challenge your brain to do things a little bit differently if you're stuck in the routine then time seems to go by faster so then i became fascinated with the idea of you know take, taking a different way to the grocery store or not putting one three-week holiday when you have holiday time so you're at work not doing one three-week holiday you know so your mind only has one mental checkpoint of the year and the rest is kind of falling on routine you have you know your three weeks holidays take three separate holidays so you got this like mental breakup so you're you know you extend the feeling of these mental checkpoints to your life feels more robust and fulfilled. Anyway, just my own personal take on that. I love that. No, I completely love that. I found that too when I was um, working more in the corporate world. I worked for myself, but a big client of mine, which I will not name because they are large enough that I want to avoid lawsuits. (laughs) (laughs) I found that they 
didn't want me to innovate. They wanted me to do the same thing again and again. And it was, it didn't feel like we were affecting major positive change. Yeah. And so it felt like I was making good money, but I was doing it by rote. And it, it started, it was one of the things that started to make me lose the passion and then not being able to get pregnant on top of that. You know, when, when our son finally came, it was like, oh, I need to reconnect and refine my way. And, uh, and I feel like that's why it's so spectacular, <laughs> yeah. you uh, taking the time to go to Mexico for the second kid. At the end of the day, you know, the time with him is what's truly important. I love that. And it just goes to show it's not just important for the women. It's just as important for the men. And that is why paternity leave is so crucial. And I think that goes perfectly into it is very apparent listening to you and seeing your art, how important your relationship is with your kids. And I'm curious to know um, your relationship with your own parents and how that has informed your relationship and how you raise your kids. Um, my relationship with my parents, I would say would be more as a traditional, you know, when you hear all in the media now come up about, say like toxic masculinity or boys will be boys type thing. I would say that's more of how I was raised. I was raised in a rural area. Um, my father was, you know, show no emotions and a mother who's, you know, did the mother's role, stayed home, uh, looked after the home. And in a lot of sense, I guess from growing up in kind of that, that world, I remember how it made me feel to hear something like playing hockey and taking a, a slap shot off the ankle and, you know, being hurt, wanting to cry because it hurts a lot. And just hearing from your father, like, you know, don't cry, don't cry, don't cry. Not how are you? Did that hurt? Just a, a hyper focus on something like don't cry, don't show emotions, don't cry. And I remember that. I remember all those moments growing up and, you know, if anything I took away from that, that when I was a father, I wasn't going to put that on my son or, you know, any of my kids. They're their own people that may, they may be a very emotional boy or they may be a very unemotional girl, but they're, they're just people. And I want to raise them as people first and foremost. I wouldn't I wouldn't walk up to somebody on the street and belittle them for their feelings or anything like that. So first and foremost, uh, my children are always a person, a person that inherently deserves my love and respect first and foremost. So I just feel like I didn't really get that as a child. My parents always had kind of an idea of what I should do with my life or what I should be interested in or um, how I should feel about certain situations and it's just something I know I did not like growing up. And I just have always made the mental note that there's just no way I will do that to my children. Yeah, I love that. I think that more and more of us as, as men and fathers are, are starting to carry out that philosophy. And I think it's starting to um, make change in the next generation. I just hope that, that more men can... Uh, feel the freedom to break that pattern, you know, right. and and have the courage to see that our parents were only human and they were in many ways not doing anything bad. They were following what society taught them. And, you know, we, we've discussed in the past, you and I, a little about 
you are bringing in more detail and 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 your dad um and the and the tough relationship and i feel like i think many can relate to it and i just commend you for not letting it negatively affect your upbringing and and rather use it to uh, create a really vulnerable and honest space for your children right and i mean it it comes down to i've just always have been aware of these things so i just i remember what it feels like to be treated like that and i mean as time goes on you get to see your your children grow up and you get a better sense of you know the person that they are and how you know how my style of parenting will affect them like how that shapes what they're doing yeah it's easy to beat your parents up over decisions they made or it's easy to beat yourself up but really like parenting is just one constant stream of decision-making processes right and you just you know you just are you're making choices and decisions constantly based on the information you have at the time so i mean with my with my father you know he was the traditional man where you know he wanted to make money for his family and that was his his value in in life was making money so he'd start businesses and he would chase jobs that were farther and farther away and be ever more distance from us he'd be away during the week with his business and he did he accumulated not a lot but he accumulated some stuff and wealth and towards the end of his life all that stuff and wealth that he had accumulated, he couldn't sell it fast enough to just buy a little bit more time with his family. That's always really stuck in my head. So when I had the opportunity to spend more time with my kids, I remember seeing my dad go through that. And I just thought, yes, I will. I will spend as much time with my kids as possible because it just made me, it put, it really put it in perspective for me that, you know, you can spend your whole life chasing wealth, but at the end of the day, when you're, when it comes to an end, all my dad really wanted was to spend a little bit more time with his kids uh, and his family. So, you know, he may have been extremely rough and, you know, moody and everything. But, you know, I knew it wasn't expressed, but you knew deep down, like, he had love for me. He had a lot of love for me. And I'm by no means perfect. But at some point in my life, I had to just accept you know, I didn't hold on to those negative feelings. So just let them go. I'm okay with where I am. All the decisions that my parents made that I might have not chose, it put me where I am today. And I'm happy with where I am today. So I'll let it go. I think that's beautiful. Um, I usually ask to uh, hear kind of a, a final dad truth, but I feel like that was one of the best dad truths that you could ever express. Thank you so much for your thoughts and for your time. No, thank you so much. And we look forward to keeping up with you and maybe talking more in the future. Thanks, Kevin. So that's our episode. I know that vacation isn't an option for many of us in the world right now. But when it does again become a possibility, I hope that some of the topics explored in this episode will remind us all to truly treasure those moments and maybe even find some time during quarantine 
to eliminate some of the distractions that tend to stress us all out and take this very rare opportunity to truly connect with our loved ones. Thank you for listening.